At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. And we've got a tremendous hour for you as we're going to be joined in 15 minutes by Stephanie Odie, who does a great job taking a look at college football over there at Fox Sports. We're going to be talking with her about the obvious things, the championship games. And I've got to get her thoughts as well as to just if we could see a little bit of a shakeup in terms of the college football playoff. Now, I think it's really interesting in terms of college football right now to take a look at these games like a USC versus Utah. You're able to take a look at something like TCU versus Kansas because over at DraftKings, they list up there the team futures, the odds to be able to make the college football playoff or not. Or at the very least, they were. This has been taken off the board, but I remember taking a look yesterday and I was seeing USC on the money line at minus 150. Their odds to make the college football playoff. You can imagine that the yes, minus 150. So very, very much. Big time games. I don't think that there should be any shakeups. If we see all chalk, if we see a team like TCU lose, they should probably be done. Same for USC. And then what happens from there? It's just a big giant shuffle. But we've got to be talking about that because I do think that it is very much a fascination. And it's also a fascination where we're going to be getting in college basketball as well. We were going to be hitting upon that in a second. But first things first, we've got to give the credit where the credit is due to all the people behind the scenes I know that Jason and myself really wanted that bets giving belt. I should start a GoFundMe page, page to see if we could get an 84 extra cents because that's what this show lost by. I mean, just an absolutely brutal loss 
I mean, if you guys took the DK Nation pick with me in terms of San Diego State and UC Irvine, that's a brutal loss. On top of that, I lose bets giving by 84 cents. On top of that, I had to experience the Baltimore Ravens blowing that game late as well. So, I mean, if you're feeling the thing of bad beats, I am able to relate with you as well. I mean, if there was, if this studio was right now in Igloo, I would be able to turn it a little bit colder with the way that late game situations have been going my way. So it happens to the best of us. Just have to persevere through. And Jason, he has been willing to put up with me through all of it. And he's still very nearly one bits giving despite that. So I mean, credit where credit is due there. And he does an amazing job just booking all these guests like Stephanie who's going to be joining me 15 minutes. And Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network who's going to be joining me in 30 minutes to talk some NFL. So a big thanks to him. All of you guys watching on VEASAN.com, YouTube TV, what have you. All the graphics that you're seeing on the screen. That is courtesy of our good friend Nick. He does absolutely tremendous work there. All of you guys listening on Terrestrial Radio, the iHeartRadio app. list goes on and on. There's so many ways get visa in this day and age and i'm gonna be on in a lot more stations in the next year as well that is all courtesy of taylor he does absolutely amazing work and then all that you see from this show you'll get that in podcast form after the fact as well visa.com slash podcast wherever your podcast every single hour of this show is up there and that is courtesy of our good friend sean who does amazing work so that these guys they are an absolutely incredible team now it's time for me to live up to my end of the billing as the dk nation picks up on cold and those of you guys who have been following, it feels like every single one of these looks really good for like 38 minutes. And then in the final two minutes, things go absolutely haywire. <laughs> things are going to get better. I mean, I can assure you of that. It's been a really bad stretch of variance. Like UC Irvine versus San Diego State game, which I gave out for yesterday. There were, I believe, 104 points scored in the first 34 minutes. And then they surged for like 35 in the last seven. You just can't make it up with no late game falling. It's just one of those things where you're like, man, really bad breaks. But I think that things are going to be turning around here. And the goal of it is to find something to where we don't have to worry upon late game breaks, shenanigans, what have you. And I think we found it here. 719, 720 on the board. It is a big one. It's North Carolina. They go on the road. They're facing off against Indiana. Indiana is a six and a half point favorite on a lot of spots. We're seeing this come down to six in a few spots where I'm at at Circa. It is a six. There were a few sevens that were out there a little bit earlier. These have been gobbled up, and rightfully so. And the total on this game is anywhere between 144.5 and 145.5. And I felt like North Carolina should have been a bit of an underdog, but I feel like we've went too far with regards to this number. I really did want to write this up just because I do think that it's such a fascinating game. But I said North Carolina is more around a four and a half point underdog. So I think that you've got multiple points of value, even with these sevens being gone. So I do like North Carolina and that is the DK nation write up taking them plus six and a half points. I have already drafted that. That is going to be up in the very early AM, but North Carolina, you still have Armando Baycott. He's still able to put up a double, double 18 points, 11 rebounds. And with North Carolina, just like I have been getting some bad variants going my way. They have gotten some bad variants in terms of their three-point shooting with largely the same core from last season, aside from Brady Manick, who's been replaced by Pete Nance, who's actually shooting better than Brady Manick did from three-point range last season at 41.5%. They went from being right around like 65th or so in the country in terms of three-point shooting. They're shooting 30.8% from three-point range. Now, Caleb Love needs to go into a little bit less of chuck and pray mode because that has been a little bit of his theme thus far this season, but... These guys are better than the 30.8% three-point shooting that they've got. Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, these guys are solid, and they're still doing a great job of taking care of the ball. 
Now, you're going to notice that Indiana is towards the top of all of college basketball on many, many different metrics. Let me in on a secret as to why. Take a look at their schedule. They have played Bethune-Cookman, Little Rock, Jackson State, Morehead State. They have played one team that ranks above 255th in terms of Kempom's rankings, and they have played one team that ranks outside of the uh, of the bottom, like 125 in terms of my rankings. So, I mean, they really have been beating up on a lot of dregs, so that has elevated them a little bit. Now, is Indiana a very solid team and a team that is going to do significantly better than being the bubble team that they were for the NCAA tournament last year? Absolutely. I mean, I like what Indiana's done, bringing in some like a Malik Renu helps this team out down low. He's been able to give the team right around 10 and a half board, or 10 and a half points, five boards per contest. Xavier Johnson is doing a good job of not stupidly turning the ball over. And how about Jalen Hood Shafino? He's been able to give the team eight points, four and a half boards, four and a half assists. He's been a nice stabilizer in the backcourt, but I do have my question marks. When the rubber really meets the road. When they went up against Xavier, that was a very tough test. They were able to get it done. They had a very, very hot three-point shooting game in that one. I don't know if that's going to be maintaining. And then for North Carolina, I was mentioning Pete Nance a little bit earlier. Love the dynamic that he brings to this team as well. North Carolina, I feel like, should be expanding the bench a little bit more, expanding sort of that rotation that they're playing as Puff Johnson. I think that he's worthy of a few more minutes than he has been getting. Seth Trimble, he's a top one recruit that really hasn't seen a lot of minutes thus far this season. But overall, you've got a North Carolina front line that is going to be able to do a very solid job. Leaky Black is just that ultimate Swiss Army knife guy. He'll give you a block. He'll give you a steal. He'll give you eight points. He'll give you like six rebounds. He just does it all for the team. And has been shooting 40% from three this season. Well, so many guys have been cold. He's actually been white hot. But I do think that for North Carolina, their three-point variance, it is going to be going northward. It's still a relatively solid team. I don't advise North Carolina on the money line. It's very hard to go into Bloomington and get a win. I know that some people, they like to hate on Indiana, being like, oh, it's been a while since you guys have won and everything like that. I am not one of those people. I do not have really any sort of fandom. I graduated from a D3 school, so you can rest assured of that. I don't have any real team that I really root for slash against from that regard. But with North Carolina, I do think that they're going to be able to provide a good effort. I do think that this is going to be a game that is going to be going down to late game following Indiana. To their credit, they have had the number two field goal shooting percentage in all of college basketball this season. And for North Carolina, while they do a great job of being able to execute on offense, the defense leaves a little bit of something to be desired. So, DK Nation right up Taking the points with North Carolina, seeing in most books currently six and a half. And along with that, I did set my total at 151 and a half. So, I'm also going to be taking a look at this total over. And boy, I was t- mentioning that game in terms of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. It is a whopper of an ACC Big Ten Challenge board that we've got. And we've got it upon this game. How about if we stay in the state of Indiana, 715, 716. You've got Notre Dame, and they are going to be taking on Michigan State. Out at South Bend, Notre Dame is a one-and-a-half to a two-point underdog. Your total on this game is aimed between 136 and 137. I wouldn't want to lay any more than the two that I'm seeing right now, but I'm willing to lay the deuce on Michigan State, and I do like this total over as well. That is a number that has moved a little bit. It started out at 135-and-a-half. Now, DraftKings has really the lowest number that I'm seeing at 136, seeing a lot of 137 in the market. And the reason why is that neither of these teams is necessarily up-tempo. As a matter of fact, Notre Dame is one of the slowest teams in all of college basketball. In terms of the year, 363 D1 teams, they rank right in the neighborhood at 334th. In terms of total possessions per game, Michigan State, they're a little bit more of a mid-tempo team. But 
with Michigan State. They've been one of the best three-point shooting teams in all of college basketball. Notre Dame, they've been one of the better three-point shooting teams in all of college basketball. And neither of these teams do a very good job of being able to guard the arc at all. What I think is going to be the difference for Michigan State is that they have a little bit more down low. Now, with Nate Lashevsky, 6'10", combo player for Notre Dame, he's been able to do a great job. 18 points, nearly 10 boards. He's canning like 45% of his threes. It has been absolutely remarkable, but... That's it. You really don't have a lot down low. Meanwhile, with Michigan State, they've been dealing with a little bit of an injury to Malik Hall, but you've got Joey Hauser able to do a good job. Manny Siasako, uh, I think I said that incorrectly, but he's been able to do a solid job helping this team out down low. So you've got a lot of pieces there. And with Michigan State, I really like the way that Ty Walker has been able to take hold of this offense as well. Doing a nice job doling out the ball. Not necessarily a sniper from three-point range or anything like that, though. When he was at Northeastern, he was a little bit of a better three-point shooter, but being able to have these guys, and very curious to see if you're able to get anything out of Jackson Kohler moving forward. That is beneficial for the team. And then for Notre Dame, they just don't play with necessarily much of a rotation. They're going about six half deep, and I do like these guys, like Cormac Ryan, Trey Words. They all do a solid job of passing. They're all able to do a solid job of being able to hit their threes, but with Michigan State, I think that they've moved. I think that they've got a little bit more down low, so a circumstance in which I'm willing to lay up to two with them. Hopefully, we're not squeaking as much, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total over as well, and we're going to be trying to get over whatever that that was, and we're going to be trying to get into some college football next with Stephanie Oni. She does absolutely tremendous work over there at Fox Sports, and she joins me to break down these conference championship games next right here on the Great Peterson Experience. I'm Vison, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Ice cold beers and cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. Turn 21 years or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As per usual, please do drink responsibly. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by our guest, Stephanie Odie. Does a great job covering the game of football. She does great work over at Fox Sports and other platforms. And Stephanie, it is always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I wish it was under better results over the weekend. It was brutal in Columbus, Ohio, but excited to be back and talk some conference championships. Yep, I know that you are someone that went to the Ohio State University. I'm familiar with that university as well, being from the Midwest. I didn't have the grades to get into any of those nice schools since I went to a D3 university, but that said, it always causes for a lot of fascination and now I'm sure that you're very much taking a look at what we're going to be getting results-wise. We'll dive into the games in a minute, but what do you think could happen if we see either A, TCU lose, B, USC lose, or C, both of these teams lose? Because I think that that's a big fascination because pretty much for those two teams, win to get in, but if they lose, then it causes for just a whole bunch of hoopla in terms of the picture. Yeah, it's always fun looking at the circumstances and how can everyone get in. I know everyone would be very upset if Ohio State gets in. I've even said it. I don't think they deserve it. They have played too close in several games to lesser opponents than Michigan. I do give Michigan all the credit in the world. Jim Harbaugh really turned that program around. They're 24-2 and over the past two seasons. Only one team in the country has a better record. The team they lost to last year in the playoff, Georgia. So I look at this and the, the way it's structured right now, it's kind of set. USC, they're facing a team that they have their only loss to by one point. It's hard to lose, uh, beat a team twice. So I don't know if Utah can get the win in this one. USC might have a loss. They got the Heisman contender favorite right now. And also you look at TCU. They're another spot that's undefeated. They should be a lock at this point if they lose. But I always say college football is the only sport where winning is not enough. It's how you win. There's a committee sitting and looking at how how your 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 margin is how many points are you winning by how's your play the eye test so there's a lot of factors that would factor in as to how they lose but i do think it's pretty set right now i would say they would have to get blown out tcu or usc but you look at georgia they could lose the sec championship they're a lock at the number one seed and michigan definitely they're only they just took the the best win of the entire season 
up against number two, Ohio State, and the committee still has them ranked at five. So I think that Michigan and Georgia are locks right now. We'll see how USC and TCU do, but they should be able to stay in their spot. Yep, you mentioned it. If Michigan does not get into the college football playoff, they have probably lost to Purdue by 100 million billion points, and they had half their team fall off the roller coaster and break every bone in their body. That would not be too terrific for them. But that said, in terms of their game against Purdue, I do think it's a fascination. They're currently between a 16 and a half to a 17 point favorite. John's game is anywhere between 51 and a half and 52. And with Michigan, the concept for the team has been the defense. And you know what? They finally got the passing game going. They hadn't needed it all year long when they needed it in the first half because Blake Corum was dealing with his injury. They were able to get it out of him, out of them. And, with Corum, obviously, that is something to watch out for as well. He tried to give it a go against Ohio State, got two carries, just no dice for him. But where do you stand on this game? Because I feel like there's a lot surrounding it. And the one thing that I feel like we're able to know is that this Michigan defense is going to be nasty and they're going to just pile into Purdue in this one. Yeah, Michigan, I've taken them in some bigger spreads and they've, they've covered for me. They have the biggest port margin in the country plus 22 and they've really stepped up their game they really are great at forcing teams to play their football but when we saw them against ohio state it was remarkable to your point as to how jj mccarthy brought up that passing game over 300 passing yards three touchdowns and then even without blake Corm, who's the running back favorite as the outside of the the quarterback position for the heisman he gets hurt in that game against illinois and then you have edwards step up over 200 rushing yards two touchdowns i mean I was overly impressed with Michigan. And again, Harbaugh, the way he turned that program around, they were just completely prepared and they shocked the Buckeyes. And that was the first time I've ever seen the Wolverines win at the horseshoe in my last in my lifetime. The last time that happened was in 2000. So as difficult as it was for me to watch, I was very impressed with Michigan and I will happily lay 16 and a half with them. The only setback would possibly be to, to rest core more, but I mean, they're deep as, as they showed and, they can certainly prepare for games. I think they got another Big Ten championship in their pocket. There have been a lot of people who have not been buying into this team, but they've been the best cover team in all of college football. That is TCU. They're playing at Jerry World against Kansas State, and with TCU in their home state, they are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Going to be very interesting to take a look at this game because the last time these two teams played, it was very, very tight. I believe that that was the game in which Kansas State had Martinez go out with an injury as well, if memory serves me correctly. So big-time revenge spot here for Kansas State. You know that they would love nothing more than to get a win, but this TCU team, they just keep finding ways to be able to win. Where do you stand on this game? Because I think it's one of the trickiest ones of the weekend. You know what? I've been late. I've been taking TCU all season, and I loved when the books were doubting them. They they did raise the bar up to ten points as a favorite last week. I was nervous to take it, but boy, am I glad I did. I also took their team point total over twenty eight. Iowa State only allowed two teams to do that besides them, and wow, I was really happy to see them do it in the first half. TCU is very well prepared. I mean, I get the the concept of they're playing backup quarterbacks. They're playing in tight games, but they're winning them. And they're proving that they really deserve a spot in this playoff. And even with an, as an undefeated team, they have to make their case still. I know it's wild, but also Max Duggan, I feel like could also at least get a visit to New York City as the as a Heisman contender. I know Caleb Williams will, will ultimately be getting it, but his play has been phenomenal as of late too. So I get that this could be a tough spot. I mean, it was a close game until they had to have a com- an 18-point comeback win in that one play backup quarterbacks, but this TCU team has really stepped up their game. I've loved their defense as of late. 
stepping up when they really needed to, when their offense is ever lacking. They were able to hold uh, Texas and even Bijan Robinson, only 12 carries. I mean, it is remarkable what this team really can do when they need to do it. They need to do it in their conference championship, and I'm going to take them. I am laying the point, the two points with them, but I know TCU is a second-half team, and they play in some tight ones, so the better bet is actually minus one-and-a-half for TCU in the second half. So I'm going to take both of those. Yep, and being able to get below a field goal, in my opinion, even though it's one up from one and a half to two and a half, I think that that is what's very, very key with this one as well. And then how about if we take a look at the SEC here between LSU and Georgia? This one, I think, is of a lot of fascination as well because we were mentioning it. Two teams that should be safe, most likely, when it's all said and done. That would be Georgia and also the team we were alluding to earlier, Michigan. And with Georgia, between 17 and a half and 18 point favorites. And I've just been a little bit wary about some of these Georgia spreads just because the defense just once again lights out and a half for them. The offense leaves a little bit of something to be desired, though, and they're going up against an LSU team that, you know what? They might be thinking we might be able to play our way in if mass exodus chaos happens in front of us. So lots of motivational factors here. Any sort of play on this one? Yeah, LSU really lost their their playoff contention themselves. So I really do think that these are similar teams. I mean, Georgia... They're, they're similar to Georgia in that they have a mobile quarterback. They can run the football. They have a good defense. I wanted to take LSU plus 18 because Georgia really could lose this game, and they're locked in for this playoff game and maybe rest some guys. But I don't know. I think I think LSU is they, – they've shown their cards in some in some spots. LSU, they've improved their offense, but they're, they have a – this will be the best defense they face even after losing nine starters on defense – they're just turned that defense back. They replenished it, and they're the top one of the top defenses that they in the country, and the, one of the best ones that LSU will face. It doesn't help that Jalen Daniels also injured his ankle in that last week's 38-23 loss to Texas A&M. He was in a boot yesterday. He's going to play. He's going to practice, but I mean that doesn't help when you're going up against Georgia's defense. So I do like the under in this one. The under is hit in ten of Georgia's last fourteen games. I think this is a good spot because I think that Georgia is going to be able to get through LSU's offense or defense, but I just don't see LSU getting through Georgia's defense. So I think that a lower point score here will will be the better bet. Yep, I do think that we're going to be seeing a little bit of a low-scoring game there. How about if we hit upon a little bit more of a higher-scoring game in this final minute? Clemson, North Carolina. North Carolina is between a 7.5 and an 8-point underdog. Toronto's game is anywhere between 63 and 63.5 and with Clemson. Defense has been a little bit, shall we say, not as great as it's been in the past. And for North Carolina, I really like the way that they've been able to move the ball. Interesting game considering Clemson. They blew their opportunity to make the college football playoff last week. Yeah, you know I've been fading Clemson all season. <laughs> I'm not hot on the ACC altogether. Both of these teams are coming off embarrassing losses That on top of that. that Clemson, they do have a top freshman quarterback, Cade Flubnick. If Dallas Sweeney eventually wants to cut the cord with DJ Uyunglele, North Carolina, though, also a great freshman quarterback, Drake May, who's third in the nation and first in the ACC with 320 passing yards and uh, per game. And he's also got a great target and Josh Downs. Also, Clemson, just their defense just allowed 360 passing yards to South Carolina. So May could have another big game. I'm not willing to, to take them to cover here. Uh, I don't want, I want to take the Tar Heels. I don't know if I'm going to do it. So I'm definitely taking the over hit on over seven, over a sit in seven of the last 10 games. Both of these options are going to go up. No, absolutely. Seconds. We're going to be joined next here on VCN, the Sports Bank Network. 
Dancing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the World Cup in full swing. Now is the time to check out Bet Rivers. If you log into Bet Rivers every single match day, you're able to get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest odds, lines, and boosts to be able to create a perfect match day experience. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. It's a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by Ryan Kramer. He does amazing work over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Ryan, it is always a pleasure, my friend. And first things first, what sweatshirt are you wearing? Because I'm seeing a little bit of something, but I can't make it out fully. You know, it's funny. I, I figured I'd wear it. Maybe you'd notice uh, it's actually not a college. I know you're a big college basketball <laughs> guy. Not one of the 363 teams. It's my. It's the high school. Uh, it, it, you know, a daughter was having a fundraiser. It's a Falcon, so uh, shout out to all the teams named Falcons out there. Absolutely. I am one that I graduated from Hortonville High School. We are the Polar Bears, so that is always one that stands out. If you need a conversation starter, when you went to a high school's mascot is a Polar Bears, that always that always helps. And I was always good whenever I would go to the to go to the bar and you'd be like, How much how much does a polar bear weigh? Apparently 155 pounds because I used to go to Hortonville high school, home of the polar bears. So there was always that. So we've got a lot of good party starters there and you don't need too many party starters when it comes to taking a look at the NFL, because this is an absolutely locked and loaded slate. And you know what? You're wearing a sweatshirt of the Falcons. I have not touched upon this game yet on the show over the last 48 hours. So Let's start with the Falcons and the Steelers. So you were able to lead it off right there. As the Steelers, they were a slight underdog going into Monday Night Football. Now that we saw what we saw, they are a pick them to a one-point favor with a total of one of 43 on this one. Where do you stand on this game? Because with the Steelers, I always have to give them just a little bit of an edge because Mike Tomlin, just a coach, you know that he is not going to allow his teams to get embarrassed. And Kenny Pickett, Seems to be playing a little bit better. Meanwhile, for the Atlanta Falcons, a team that is showing a ton of fight, but I feel like sort of the, for lack of a better term, lack of talent is starting to catch up with them as well. Yeah, and and, and I think this is purely, you nailed it. Mike Tomlin is a guy who wins more games than he loses. So this seven loss situation feels a little back against the wall. But even if you dive into the stats here, I think the Steelers were a team where when they brought Kenny Pickett off the bench, we were like, whoa. This is a tough stretch of defenses Kenny's going to have to face, and and we've kind of reached the end of it. Uh, even last week against the Colts team that is left for dead, they still play a little bit of defense. Now they take to the road in in the dome against a team that plays no pass defense. This could be a Kenny Pickett showout game. This could be a we're talking about Kenny Pickett as the rookie of the year come the end of the weekend. And honestly, as much as I love my Falcons, uh, I will say this. Uh, they they do have nice home road splits, but this seems like a team that is slowly regressing back to where they probably should be, which is not anywhere near the top of this division. So I kind of like the Steelers here. I kind of like them specifically to have a nice offensive game here. George Pickens going home to the state of Georgia where he played his college ball, looking like an absolute steal in the second round. I, I'm all over the Steelers uh, early in the week here. Uh, and, and you know, th- this is the kind of spot where, you know, they're kind of giving us the choice, right? The, the, it's a short favorite. 
figure out what you like, do with it what you will. For me, I'm taking the Steelers. I would have loved to get in early on this one and maybe tease it up, but uh, happy to lay anything less than three with the Steelers here. Yep, I think that with the Steelers, I'm starting to warm up on them a little bit as well. And, I mean, we remember last year, they got off to a really rough start. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but they were able to get some big wins late to be able to make that postseason push. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Pittsburgh Steelers somehow, someway, they managed to weasel their way into a winning season just because Mike Tomlin is that much of a magician. And it is going to take more than a magician to be able to turn this around. The Denver Broncos. It's going to take probably like $250 million getting off the books to be able to turn this around. As with the Baltimore Ravens, they're between an eight and eight and a half point favorite. And it's just such a tough one because with the Ravens, they have led by at least nine points in every game this year, but they've lost four of them, and they've had such a tough time late in games. We saw that against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I think that the Broncos are pretty much on my no-fly slash no-bet list at this point because with the Denver Broncos, they just can't set the numbers high enough on them at this point. They were a favorite against the Carolina Panthers. They lose that game by multiple scores. You're able to go down the list. Where do you stand on this one? Because this is a pair of teams I really do not want to bet this week. And this might be a game that I just completely cross out all together and just a pair of fades that are going at it. And one must cover. I mean, as funny as it is, it, it, the Broncos still are playing a good defense. I update that stat. They now would have two losses if they scored 19 points in every one of their oh games, gosh. which is unbelievable still. And, and just the stuff that we're seeing uh, it seems like Russ isn't a leader. It seems like the coach is, is not not the smartest guy in the room. And yeah, to your point, I, no way I can get on them. Even as a contrarian, as someone who likes to get on a gross spot, this isn't it. Uh, to me, this is a game I'm looking to throw in my teasers. Like uh, as soon as the card opened up and I saw we were able to get Baltimore for less than nine, uh, it, it just seemed like it made sense. Uh, hopefully, uh, we're, you're you're not getting teaser protected. I, I would just throw throw Baltimore minus two, minus two and a half in a teaser. Get it going with other stuff. Uh, at this point, you know I, I saw some funny stuff out on the internet. Uh, Bronco fans remembering the good times when they had Drew Locke, two hundred fifty million dollars, <laughs> a bunch of draft picks, and they scored more than three points in the first half. I, I like you said, auto auto pass, auto fade, whatever you want to say. No way I'm putting my harder and cash down on Russ and this Broncos team right now. And at this point, just like we saw with the New York Jets, you almost wonder if they could literally stick a scarecrow out there at quarterback and the team would respond better and be able to play around them because it feels like these guys just don't like Russell Wilson as well. And I do think that there's something to that. And that's a question that I do want to pose to you as well. How much do you sort of take a look at that? Because when Zach Wilson was benched for the Jets, I immediately really liked them. Not because I thought Mike White was going to go out there for 300 plus yards and throw for a trio of touchdowns with no interceptions, just because I thought the team was actually going to be able to respond. There's really no algorithm or anything that really supports it. But I just felt like this, these human beings themselves, they'd be like, thank goodness we've got Zach Wilson out of the fold. They responded very well. How much do you take a look at something like that? Because I honestly think if Russell Wilson in some bizarre world gets benched, these wide receivers and everything like that, they would actually respond well to it. At least for that one game, right? Whether yeah. it's injury or just the initial bump of like, yes, it's not this guy. I'm excited. Maybe it's, hey, I got to step up. We got to help this guy do well. I mean, I think it's the AAU culture. I think it's the NBA leaking into the NFL. 
the second that things are going wrong and, and, and for, you know, for better, or for worse, in the case of the jets, it does seem like Zach Wilson might not be the guy, you know, Elijah Moore is out there putting stuff on Instagram of him throwing passes. So obviously the Mike white bump was pretty obvious. And, and frankly, when you see a guy like that working within the confines of the offense and it's like, well, this actually looks pretty good. Use the weapons around you. So uh, to me, like depending on the situation, I think definitely in Denver, I would love to see it just because it seems like the players hate him. It seems like he is just an absolute out of touch with reality player. We actually, one of the guys who works over in the SGPN offices uh, covering soccer for us, when Russ came to London, uh, he's the, 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 the contrast between seeing Aaron Rodgers interact with fans, no security, no nothing, just being an average Joe, and then Russ moving around London uh, with a security team, almost as if he was a politician. So it just seems like Russ is out of touch. I would love to see a swap here because at this point, what do you, what are you what are you holding on for? Russ's season is done. Like maybe next year he can fix his his legacy, but for now, let's see anything else. Yep, I am right there with you. It's just a bad situation when it comes to this bunch, and we also saw that with regards to Washington Commanders as well. Right when Carson Wentz got benched. Guess what? Everyone was stepping up for the Washington Commanders. Now they're a two and a half point favorite against the Giants and just such an interesting game because both of these teams, they've been doing it in one score games. Both of these teams, they haven't necessarily been dynamic on offense. They haven't been lighting the world on fire. Where do you stand now that they hook up and this is going to be a game that we're going to be seeing a few weeks from now as well as I believe it's the Commanders that have a bye week. Might be the Giants, but they've got this game, a bye week, and then they square off with one another once again. Yeah, and it, it, the the Giants actually have a game with the Eagles wedged right in between there. So a lot of divisional action uh, going on in the NFC East here. You know, the Carson Wentz angle was obvious. Now he's worked his way out of a situation with now three teams. And so the bump to Taylor Haneke always made sense. I'm a little impressed that it's it's sustained here because when you watch him play, while he, he kind of fits that Ryan Fitzpatrick scrappy vet who the team his teammates love uh, he does make a lot of bad plays he may he leaves a lot on the field and it, it's almost like we're just waiting for that moment but we spent a lot of the first half of the season talking about the new york giants as that team like hey they're due for regression they're winning a lot of these coin flips well that's kind of gone over to the washington commanders now so now that we've seen so much money come in on uh, on the commanders here moving the number uh i gotta take the dog here another one i'd love to tease up I agree with you there. That is a good teaser game. And you've got more NFL with Ryan Kramer. He does a great job over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on the flip side. If you're on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed out on Cyber Monday here on VSIN, well, it is extended as we've got our extended Cyber Monday special happening right here on VSIN. As if you become a VSIN Pro subscriber, you'll get a daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you know where the money and the bets are moving for every game and deeply dive daily betting reports, plus our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl guides. New VSIN annual Pro subscribers get $30 in credit to the VSIN store as well. The VSIN store as you cover with sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up because this is an extended Cyber Monday offer. It's not going to last long, so sign up for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience at vsin, the sports betting network. Being rejoined by Ryan Kramer, who does great work over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And I know that you were telling me that you absolutely love the Monday night football game, so we got to dive in with the Buccaneers also, the New Orleans Saints doing battle with the Saints being a three-and-a-half-point road underdog. And this Southern division is just crazy. We were joking a little bit off-air about some college basketball and how things are wild and crazy. It feels like the NFC South has become the 16th seed in the NCAA tournament where it's like, well, one of these teams from the MEAC has to make it. And, well, right now the NFC South, they might actually be worse than the MEAC is in college basketball. But one of these teams has to make the playoffs. Where do you stand in terms of this game? Because if the Saints win, they're all of a sudden back in it somehow, some way. Yeah, I was going to give you a little sunbelt sun reference for the geolocation. The sunbelt yeah. is significantly <laughs> better than what the NFC South is right now. The sunbelt has James Madison, a top 100 Kempom team. Uh, I mean, we, we, this is an absolute gem of a matchup. I mean, the fact that the Buccaneers have seemingly squandered these opportunities every week, uh, the, the, the teams around them falling down, and yet here we are, Falcons only a half game back, Panthers with Sam Darnold somehow. Could we be having a Sam Darnold late playoff run? But no, I mean this. This is a classic matchup, and are we gonna? Are we hearing the rumblings? Latimer is gonna be back just in time to get inside Mike Evans's head again. I, I as much as the the Bucks are clearly the better team. I think get get you know getting in Rashad White over a slightly dusty Leonard Fournette seemed to help a little bit. 
but I, I watched that game last week against this Cleveland team. I, I just see a Tampa team that has problems right now. And while this New Orleans team got completely shut out on the road in a tough spot, they did play de- You know, they held the Niners to 13 points. It wasn't the worst output. And, and I just expect another situation here, just like everyone else betting on this. We saw this number open at six. It's come all the way down to three and a half. Kind of indicates we should be looking to take the Bucks, but I still can't do it. I'm gonna. T- I'm, I'm looking to play the Saints in this type of rivalry spot, especially when their season's not dead. I'm not a huge Dennis Allen fan, but I think there's enough motivation uh, to muster here against a, a Tom Brady-led Bucks team that just looks out of sync. They look like a team that even if they get to the playoffs, there's no magic left. There's no run left. And, and quite frankly, Greg, I'm I'm starting to believe some of those internet rumors you hear about there being a curse on Tom Brady since he divorced Giselle. Yeah, it's been very interesting to take a look at this Buccaneers team, to say the least. And it is also a fascination as to what we're going to be getting in this one. I just, I think that this is a game of the week. It is the Dolphins. It is a 49ers. 49ers, four-point favorites with a total between 46 and 46 and a half. And it's Pupil versus Sensei. It is... A guy in Mr. Shannon that trained up Mike McDaniel and McDaniel. He has pretty much the 49ers ground game from a few years ago as well with having guys like Mostert and company in the fold for them. You've got a banged up 49ers team. And I don't know if Tua Tagovailoa is able to maintain this run where if he starts and finishes a game, he remains undefeated. But if you're willing to give me four points on top of that, I'm willing to take it. I mean, they they didn't even have to really play in the second half last week, and, and and which is always one of those like kind of sneaky handicapping elements. Like, did you watch the game? Did you see that it doesn't matter that Houston almost covered? Uh, they were never in the game. Uh, Miami pulled uh, pulled their starters very early for an NFL game, and I was worried they might be looking ahead to this matchup because, as you mentioned, there's a number of players on Miami who came from the San Francisco system. Mike McDaniel obviously came from that system. To me, there's a little revenge angle here because Mike McDaniel was given a lot of credit for things that Shanahan's been doing for a long time in the offseason. We heard a lot about how this was the genius behind the offense that Shanahan runs. And so I expect Shanahan teacher to be the one coming out on top here. I, I think that I think Miami's going to turn into a very public team this week. They're going to see Miami. They're going to see that sexy offense. They're going to hear about how two is undefeated when he starts and finishes. They're going to see all the points they've been putting up and they're going to be like, wow, I can get three and a half, four points with this team. Sign me up. So I'm actually going to swing around to the San Francisco side of this. I think they, you know, it's not, it's not a hot take, but they're crescendoing into the point where they should probably be the, the, the top power rated team, maybe in the NFC, if not right behind the Philadelphia Eagles. So Looks like the Niners are, 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 are poised to go on a little bit of a run here. They're going to be a tough out, especially when they get teams at home. Uh, I'm looking for the teacher to defeat the student here. And you led me right into that one because we've got the Philadelphia Eagles in an interesting battle where I think that for the first time all year, the Titans are getting respect in the betting market. And I think it might be a little bit too much respect because this is a look at number that was seven. And I thought that was the right number in terms of the Titans versus Eagles game. Now we're seeing the Titans between a five to five and a half point underdog. This Eagles team has looked wretched in terms of being able to stop the run in terms of their run game though, as well. It has looked second to none recently with the way that they were able to carve up the Green Bay Packers. Jalen Hurts has been absolutely tremendous as well. 
Where do you stand on this game? Because I've been backing the Titans all season long, but this feels like it might be the time where they've gotten a little bit overvalued. We love Mike Vrabel in the dog spot. We love this Tennessee team in the dog spot. Uh, schematically, it looks like a great matchup. Philly's been struggling against the uh, the run. Uh, Derrick Henry comes in, a team that knows how to run the ball. Meanwhile, Tennessee's been real good against the run, something Philly has to do. Now, a little bit different because Jalen Hurts adds so much to that running game. It's not quite as traditional, but I'm with you. Anytime I see a dog catching this type of heat early in the week, I mean, I get it. You can play the transitive property. You can tell me, hey, this is not that different than they when they played Green Bay last week. And I, I think Tennessee is a better team than Green Bay. I, I just I just don't get any time you see a Tennessee team that, quite frankly, they outperform their numbers because Mike Rabel is a good coach. But they're running into a situation where I think it's going to be ma tough to maximize. And, and And again, frankly, to see this number adjust against what we saw last week, Philly winning, covering, or at least pushing. Meanwhile, Tennessee not covering. Uh, uh, hard for me to look to Tennessee here. As much as I want to root against the Eagles as a Giants fan, uh, I'm seeing north of 85% of the bets coming in on Tennessee early in the week, and that scares me away. So I'm, I'm on Eagles or pass. Yeah, I think it's very suspicious that now is the week that we've got Tennessee catching all the smoke. So and it's something to take a look at. And I know that you're out there in the great area of Los Angeles. And with the LA Rams, boy, not been good for them. They are seven and a half point home underdogs against Seattle. And if you had told me coming into the year that Seattle in this spot was going to be a seven and a half point road favorite, I would have said, what are you on? Because I want a little bit of that as well. Because, man, this is just, this is insane. We've got the Seattle Seahawks as this big of a favorite with a total of 41 and a half. Do you think the move is a little bit too far? Because with the Rams, what I will say for them in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs is that they showed really good fight. They don't have a lot of talent, but they showed a lot of fight. And I do fear that this might be a spot in which they just somehow scratch and claw their way to lose by only seven points, make it a one possession game. I think that this is just getting a little bit too far for me to take. It's interesting because we saw money come in on the Rams last week a little bit. And to me, it was puzzling because this team feels like they're bottoming out. And I think just any sort of uh, examination of the roster and, and how they built this team, it's all stars and, and, and scrubs. And so when the stars start getting hurt, it becomes a problem. Uh, I'm, I'm with you just from a market perspective, but I think this line implies there's at least a little bit of a chance that maybe staff... I, I, I just can't play this. I don't think Stafford's going to play. I'm not backing Bryce Perkins. Aaron Donald's out now. Like, we're we're at the point where the list of stars still remaining on the Rams. Like, no one's even talking about Beckham going to the Rams. Like a couple weeks ago, we were like, oh, they're going to save the Rams season. I, I think this is actually a, a team that you can just put in the auto-fade bucket from here on out. McVay, even. If you remember in the offseason, he was one foot out the door into maybe a media gig. So, it feels more and more like uh, we were tricked thinking the water in Los Angeles can cure a hangover. Can't cure a Super Bowl hangover. Yep, it is just so interesting to take a look at this. And you gave me the pro tip a little bit earlier, vcin.com slash subscribe for all of these. Take a look at the way that a team responds to a player when they get benched. That sort of tells you if the team is willing to rally around them or not and how you should be pricing them. And Ryan, you're always an A-plus member of this show when you join me. Do appreciate it. Thank you. Best of luck this weekend, Greg.
Ryan Kramer does absolutely amazing work over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Always a pleasure. And talked a lot of football that last hour. Let's kick things off with college basketball in hour number three here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.